Race matters. 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 Welcome back to Race Matters. I'm Sarah Khan and I'm doing a solo show today. It's going to be a deadly one as per usual. Always breaking barriers here in the FBI studios for Race Matters. But before we start into it, as per usual, it's very important that we pay our respects to the lands that we are standing and gathering on today. And these are the lands of the Gadigal peoples. The Gadigal peoples have been a part of this land and landscape for 80,000 years before us. And they are still here today and will be here after us as well. And it doesn't matter where you go on this land, doesn't matter how how many tall buildings you see, how much bush you see. It always was and it always will be Aboriginal land. So it's very important that we always reflect and remember and pay our respects to the custodians of the lands that we gather on today and they are the Gadigal people. So I'd like to acknowledge their elders, both past, present and any future elders that we have listening into the show with us today. Today on Race Matters, we're going to be joined by NAM-based author and publisher, Jerry Plates. Earlier this year, Jerry released her debut book, On the Sunday She Created God, and simultaneously launched Kara the Press, an independent press dedicated to publishing the stories of women of colour. So we'll be talking to Jerry about her book, navigating the literary scene as a woman of colour, and her experience more broadly as a Latinx woman growing up in Australia. So it's going to be a really exciting show with her today. I'm always super stoked to have women of colour that are writers on the show because they're always kind of breaking barriers and forging pathways to make sure that our stories are pushed out into the scene for all of our young people to be able to read about as well so I'm super excited to have a good yarn with her on the show us in the studio right now is Latinx author Jerry Plates. Her book On the Sunday She Created God came out a few months ago. It's a coming of age novella filled with poetic imagery, heartbreak and desire. Published through Kara Sevda Press, an indie imprint that Jerry's founded herself, focused on representing female authors of colour. So Jerry, thank you so much for joining us on To Race Matters today. Let's talk, start talking about your book. Could you tell us what made you want to write On the Sunday She Created God? Um, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm such a fan oh, of FBI. Really? Love FBI. I used to um, I used to have my little FBI card when because I, I used to pay to support you guys and stuff. So yeah, it's such a pleasure. I just think you're in a Sydney institution. I'm super happy to be on the show. Thank you. Um, so back to your question, um, what sort of inspired me to write the book? Um, I guess the 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 book is like a composite. Uh, sort of narrative um, sort of has some of my stories in there but it's also got a lot of the stories that sort of circulate around me with people that I know and I felt like people weren't really talking about you know drugs and race and sex the way that I, I was living it and the way I experienced it so I really wanted just and I really wanted to do it in a really smart literary way so um, so yeah I felt like there was a I guess to use a marketing term there was a gap in the market and I wanted to fill that shit up. Yeah, 100%. Well, that's what I mean with so many um, women of colour and our stories and our lived experiences. Yeah. There is a massive gap in there for getting that representation out. And often you can't really wait around for that representation to go out there. You've got to, you've got to forge that for yourself. Yeah. So what? So in terms of like forging that for yourself, what made you want to be a writer? 
Um, I guess I was, uh, you know, I grew up in Cabramatta in the 90s, so it was a pretty hectic time to be around. Um, you know, my family are immigrants, uh, they're political dissidents from El Salvador, so they came here. We didn't have a lot uh, growing up. So I guess the writing for me was always like a, an outlet to sort of you know, crystallized experience, but it was also a way for me to, to I guess, you know, learn about what was going on in my world. And, and so I've always been a writer. Um, I actually got a poem published when I was like like five at the school newspaper and, and it made me feel super good. So I just kept doing it. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's really affirming for your own identity as well when you have, especially like if you're a woman of colour or if you're an immigrant or it being First Nations as well, when we have yeah. to live in this country, this colonial system, yeah. um, there's nothing there that encourages and empowers our own identities. And so writing for yourself, like, because I know for me when I was writing too, I had to always write to kind of affirm my own roots and my own yes, thoughts. absolutely. In a way. Yeah. Do you find that in your own writing that's a way for kind of um, affirming your own insecurities that you might be going through or challenges that you have? Yeah, definitely. And it's a way to sort of, I find it, it is a way to connect with people as well. Like, mm. um, you know, to connect with, I have had so many people say to me, um, oh my God, I can't believe you wrote about that. I went through that too. Mm. And so through the book, I've just I've made those connections with people. Like, I thought I was the only one who felt that way about this or I felt like I was the only one who, who you know, you know, had crazy Latin parents or who, who experienced racism or, you know, and it's just such a great way to connect with people. Yeah, yeah 100%. So as a woman of colour as well, what have been some of the challenges that you've faced in the writing field? And if you do, how do you overcome them? Yeah. So, um, look, publishing is super, it's, uh, it's a tricky industry. There are not many open doors for it. Um, as in most creative practices, um, publishing in particular, you know, a lot of the, the caliber of your work depends on your education level. And of course your education level depends on access. So, you know, do you have access to education? Can you write, can you formulate thoughts and words and ideas? And, um, and if you don't have access to education because you come from a different class or a different socioeconomic class, then, you know, how many of us are there? How many people of colour, how many WOC are out there? And like really like representing ourselves with our stories. Like if we, if we don't perpetuate our stories, then that means someone else is doing it. And if someone else is controlling our narratives, then who are we as a people? And there's so many um, misconceptions um, and stereotypes that come out of that when people are taking control of our own narratives. And sometimes it can be um, a double-edged sword because you ha often have to put yourself in an unsafe space as a woman of colour in order to forge your story to get out there yeah. and to go out onto those front lines. And in order to do that, sometimes you might have to put yourself in unsafe spaces with people that won't understand your story. Yeah. But at the same time, it can be that thing, well, if I don't do it who will. Do you ever yeah. feel that sometimes in your career as well? Yeah, totally. I mean, we're like, we were just chatting about that outside, like, you know, explaining because my politics have gotten a little bit more, I think I've gotten a bit maybe stauncher in my old mm. age. My politics have gotten a bit more, I guess, radical, not radical, but definitely more extreme because, you know, I... I, you know, it's 33 years worth of life where I have just been constantly in these white spaces and and, and it's just hit me all of a sudden and, and um, yeah, so I, I 
it does it fuels me as well though. Mm. I don't know if it fuels you because we were having that chat outside. Yeah. I think like as well like I don't I would I would not say that um you're radical at all because this idea of being radical is something that you know the oppressor put on us to you know kind of scare us into voicing our own human rights. Yes. And sometimes yeah. when we're doing that, we can be so staunch about it that we're like, oh, is it too extreme? But yeah. I don't think it's extreme at all. I think yeah. you're always 110% justified in your voice and your narrative because you're not just doing it for you. You're doing for doing it for many other people that, yeah. you know, might not be at that level yet, that staunchness yeah. yet to yeah. get their voice out there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So how has, like, these kinds of spaces, like, like safe spaces that you've been in or spaces that you've lived in, how has it influenced your writing as you've gone along in this journey? Um, more, maybe it's more the lack of safe spaces has definitely influenced my writing. My writing is quite, uh, at times it's, a, it's uh, today someone called it brutal, like it's angry. Um, it's definitely poetic. It draws out the beauty, but it draws out the violence and also, uh, you know, that, you know, people of colour face and, and for, you know, it draws out societal aggression, and I think my my writing is is a way for me to sort of, uh, you know, is is a way for me to sort of safely explore that, you know, the, the lack of safe space or, um, you know, the lack of is how I use my writing to address that and to just really get my emotions on that page. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, we are so excited to have an even deeper yarn with you about um, your own publishing um, press that you have founded for yourself. So we're going to go into a song right now, and this is a track that you picked out. Can you tell us about this track and why you picked it? Oh, my God. So it took me, like, so many days to pick a track. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, I picked this one just because I think, like, Princess Nokia, she's, like, she's a bit of a New York badass. She's also mixed, right? Uh, you know, it's in... It's, so mixed, you know, she's got, I think she's Jewish New York. Um, I think she's Hispanic as well. Like she's, yeah. And she's just an incredible artist and she really, she's do it yourself as well, which mm. I really respect. And she's just super interesting. She's still, you know, evolving and changing as an artist. And this song is actually the song I, I listen to every morning when I need, when I'm exhausted or I have to go to my nine to five hour. Um, I put this song on and it makes me feel like I'm in control and yeah. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, this is Princess Nokia and you're listening to Race Matters. No cook, but 
You're listening to Race Matters on FBI Radio. My name is Sarah Khan and we're joined right now by author and publisher Jerry Plites. Um, Jerry, you grew up in Western Sydney but have now moved to Melbourne. What are the differences you found navigating each city as a writer of colour? Um, well, I spent... So the, it's, this book took me seven years to write. Basically, it took me maybe a solid two years of writing and then the rest of it was editing. Um, so when I was writing in Sydney, I wasn't really active in the community just because I was, like, too busy cutting cutting my draft smaller and smaller and making it more and more potent. Um, so I wasn't really involved in the writing community as much. I went to uni to study writing here, but I... I was very, I was disillusioned a lot of the time. I, there was a lot of doors closed in my face, I feel. Um, so, yeah, I, I actively chose to not participate in the writing community. So Melbourne was really the first time that I was like, okay, I've got this book. It's saying something. It means something, if, n- if not to anyone but to me, and it has to go out there. And so that's when I started, get, like, sort of aggressively, <laughs> aggressively tro- using my book as a Trojan horse to push my way into the industry. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I guess... It's it's hard being creative, a creative in Sydney. It's um sometimes you feel like there's no community. Um, sometimes you feel like you're just you know constantly working against the machine. People in Sydney tell you, ask you, where do you work? What school did you go to? As opposed in Melbourne, and I've said this before, Melbourne, um, Melbourne, sort of uh, people are more interested in what are you working on, you know, not where do you work. Um, so yeah, I found it easier. And when you go to a new city, you. you, you kind of get an opportunity to reinvent yourself as well. So that's what I found with Melbourne. Yeah, that's a massive um, step to take as well. It's quite a brave step to take for yourself too. So, and then along top of that, of publishing your novella, you also founded an indie imprint too. So what led you to founding Karasev the Press? Um, I just wanted to create my own table. Um, I was, like I said, so publishing is hard getting your book off that slush pile is already almost impossible. Um, And then on top of that, being a woman of colour, having a weird surname on the page and then my book being skinny and all this stuff, like, they were all challenges that I... I decided, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm not going to face those challenges. I'm going to define my own challenges, um, and create my own, my own indie press, and and then, you know, help other women of color, you know, and and First Nations, um, come out and help them mental and, and bring their stories out from the darkness as well. That would also strengthen your own writing in a way too, when you put your hand out and you help along your mob on these journeys too and and mm. facing these challenges. I feel like that would also just strengthen your own sense of identity and your own purpose and what you're writing too. Do you feel that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the next project that I'm going to be working on is going to be, uh, it's called Bleed Baby Bleed. It's going to be my literary journal and it's going to be for women of colour by women of colour. 
Um, and so that is going to be my my ticket into, you know, sort of cultivating a community and then, you know, coming together and thinking of ways to bypass these gatekeepers who are usually, um, you know, from a certain class, a certain race as well. So that work that you just mentioned then, is that something that um, you're going to be publishing through Kara Sevda? Yeah. Yeah. And what was it called again? Bleed, Baby Bleed. Bleed, Baby Bleed. Are there any other works you've got coming up as well? Um, no, it's just really about getting funding for that right now. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. super exciting. And so who would be some of the writers you're loving at the moment and that are, you're feeling super inspired by too? Um, I'm not doing so much reading these days just because I'm, I guess like, yeah, I only have so many hours in the day. Mm. Um, I, I wish I can just push books into my brain and just like absorb like 20 a week, but I can't. Um, but I guess I'm really inspired right now by just other, you know, POC writers. Like, uh, you know, uh, later on this evening, I'm going to a workshop with Sweatshop. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we have, we've had Sweatshop writers on here before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're a deadly bunch. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just surround myself with people like that uh, in the community other fellow writers, that's what I'm really dr- driven by right now. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And would you? what are some other inspirations, like music or film, that would influence your writing in a way as well? Because I yeah. feel like that would all just come through on the page and what you're, what you're trying to voice as well. Is there any music or film? Um, well, I'm trying to do something very different with publishing. I'm trying to run Kara Sevda like a music label. Um, So I'm very inspired by J. Cole and what he does, like that creative camp that he's just done. I would love to be able to do something like that for Bleed Baby Bleed. But I also really like his business model as well in terms of like he's very much indie and he's very much about cultivating talent and, you know, bringing out interesting things. But on on the other side, he does work with, I think, Interscope he works with. So they do all the push, they they do all the muscle work and he does all the creative mind work and that's something that I want to bring into publishing as well yeah wow that's a really different way to um engage in that industry as well like you really are just kind of dismantling the system and rebuilding (laughs) into something that you know is going to work for you yeah it's super empowering to listen to and really ties into our final question we ask this to all of our guests and that is when did you realize that there was power in your race um i i guess I, I think I found power in my race through music, uh, you know, for Latinx, uh, the Latinx community, music is such a powerful way to connect with each other and it expresses joy. Mm. And I think, uh, you know, experiencing joy together in the face of hardship or in the face of like, there are some really hectic things happening like in Latin America right now, like in El Salvador, there's, they think that the rate of like femicide uh, that suicide in you know amongst women is increasing. Abortion is illegal. Um, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of you know just bad things happening to women in Latin America, and I think it's always that that sort of misogyny um, that's prevalent and that struggle uh, has always been sort of overcome as a community through music and celebration and joy. And so I think I found. Um, I think I found power in my race when when I started to really embrace music and my culture and connection. 
That is, oh, I love all these. Sorry, I get really excited when I get these answers for the last question because there's so much beautiful diversity in amongst everyone's realisation of when their power, when they found power in their race. Mm. And um, we're so happy that you came onto the show to have this very special yarn with us. So thank you so much for joining us, Jerry. And on the Sunday, She Created God is also out now and you can order it online or find it in selected bookstores. And you can also follow Jerry and Cara Sevda Press on Instagram as well. Is it at Karasevda Press on Instagram to keep across for any of their upcoming releases too. So thank you so much, Jerry, for joining us. Thank you. And we can't wait to see all the deadly works that come out on your press later this year. Great. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. This is Lizzo with Water Me. Race matters. Race matters. Race matters. Race matters. Race matters. Race matters. Race matters.